Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now, faithful men and women around the world have suffered for the cause of Jesus Christ. And these individuals have surrendered their lives to the Lord Jesus and and are spirit-filled believers. But yet they suffer. And one such example of this is the Apostle Paul himself who wrote these words. And and here was a man whose preaching was often rejected. He himself was beaten and stoned for the message he, he preached. And all this happened because Paul was faithful to the call of God on his life. He followed the leading and the prompting of of God's Spirit and was faithful to walk in the truth of God's Word. And yet, he suffered tremendously for that. Jesus, too, was mocked, ridiculed, and eventually crucified for our sake. Now, many come to the Lord thinking that they're going to get away from all of this suffering and all of this pain. But then the reality of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ strikes home. Listen to the words of Paul to Timothy in this regard in in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, where he says to Timothy, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. All who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Now, not all believers are prepared to suffer persecution, yet we are the target of Satan's arrows. And if you're a soldier in the army, should it surprise you that the enemy actually shoots at you? Isn't, there, isn't that the intent of the enemy in a time of war, to shoot you down, to destroy what you stand for? Now, the apostle who suffered more than any other apostle tells us, however, in, in the passage that we read, that in all of these things, we are more than conquerors to him who loved us. Now, let's take a moment here to examine briefly what Paul is telling us in Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. Notice first the phrase, in all these things. Now, the apostle in the context has just spoken about hardships and persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, and sword. And as a faithful servant of God, The Apostle Paul had experienced all of these things and more. Now, let's take a moment to consider one little word in this phrase, that little word, in. In all these things. Now, that word, in, is very important. And by using this word, the Apostle is telling us that we will go through trials in persecution, in distress, 
in brokenness. Christians will face these things, distress and persecution and brokenness. Even sincere believers will face trials and sickness. And in this sinful world, we will not be spared these troubles. And the enemy will come in rushing upon us like a tsunami flood. And there were times in in Jeremiah's life when he despaired of life. The same was true for Job. And many of the prophets felt alone and unappreciated. Jesus had no place to lay his head. The apostles were were stoned and, and cast out of cities. But you by using the word in all these things, the apostle is telling us to expect to face trials and suffering and trouble in this life. This is what it means to live in a sinful world. But the victory comes to those who face these trials. The trophy is for those who win the race. The reward is is for those who have fought a good a good fight. There is no award for those who flee the battle. When we are facing difficulty in life, one of the first things we often want to do is to pray that God would take it away. We don't want to face the pain. We don't want the loss. We don't want the suffering. But Paul tells us that God promises victory in, in, in the midst of these struggles. Suffering and pain are unavoidable in a sinful world. But Paul's assumption is that we will have to share in the course of our lifespan many of these trials and suffering. But, he says, in all of these things, we can know the victory of the Lord. Yes, we will go through them, but and, and yes, we will be in in trouble, in distress, in persecution, in famine, in nakedness. But in these things, as we go through them, God will give us the victory. Now, this brings us to the second part of Paul's statement in Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. Paul goes on to tell the Romans that in all these things, all the things that life throws at them, they are more than conquerors. In fact, the New American Standard Bible translates this phrase by the words, we overwhelmingly conquer. The obstacles before us are many. The enemy around us is strong. The suffering may seem too much for us to bear at times, but the apostle, the apostle tells us that we are more than conquerors. Consider that word, are. The implication of this is that this is a present reality. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ today, you are already have everything you need to conquer whatever the enemy throws at you. You have at your disposal ample resources to overcome every attack. Every weapon you need is available to you. The wisdom you need is within your reach. The faith you need will be provided. You lack nothing to face the enemy and his attacks. You are right now more than conquerors. Now notice the second word here in this phrase. You, we are more 
than conquerors. That little word more implies that we don't just have enough, but we have an ample supply. In other words, you have more than you need to face the struggle, the temptations, the trials that this world throws at you. Paul goes on to say that we're not just conquerors by the skin of our teeth. We are more than conquerors. We don't just beat the enemy by one point in overtime. We overwhelm the enemy to such an extent that he is absolutely humiliated by his defeat. The infinite resources of God are put at our disposal. Second Kings chapter 6 recounts the story of Elisha the prophet and the king of Syria. And at this point in their history, Israel was at war with Syria. And every time Syria came up with a military plan against Israel, they were foiled. You see, God would share that plan with Elisha, and he would tell the king of Israel, and they would avoid and foil the plan of the Syrians. Now, the king of Syria came to the conclusion that there had to be a spy among them. But as he searched out to find whether this was true or not, his men informed him that it wasn't a spy, but in fact, Elisha the prophet who was hearing from God and relaying those messages to the king of Israel. And so Syria determined, therefore, that they they needed to capture Elisha. And so they came at night and surrounded the city where Elisha and his servants stayed. Now, Elisha's servants woke up in, servant woke up in the morning and saw this great army that, that surrounded them. And, and he was afraid and fearful for his life. He, he runs to Elisha and asks him what they were going to do. Now, listen to the response of Elisha to his servant in Second Kings chapter 6, verse 16 and 17. He said, do not be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And the story goes on to share how God struck the army of the Syrians with blindness. And Elisha leads them directly into the hands of Israel. And one man defeated the entire army. He was more than a conqueror. He absolutely humiliated the army. And that same power is available to all who belong to Jesus Christ. Christ. Now, the question we need to ask ourselves is this. Where do the resources come from to conquer these enemies that we must face on a regular basis? And Paul completes the verse with these words, through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. This is the key to understanding what Paul is telling us here. The battle is not in our strength, but the strength of him who loved us. This is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ who laid down his life for us on the cross of Calvary. 
And if we are conquerors through Christ, this implies that the victory is not in our strength and wisdom. In fact, if you remove Christ, then there is no victory. The victory is absolutely dependent on him. It is one in his strength, not ours. The enemy is overcome by his wisdom, not ours. And the only reason we can be more than overcomers is because of the victory is through Christ. It is him who gives us the victory. Now, now, now realize that he will sometimes take us through raging waters, and, and we will not always understand what he's doing. Your faith in the Lord Jesus will be tested as you face these obstacles that all of us must go through. Job lost his family, his health, and the support of his friends. Yet, listen to what he says in Job chapter 13 and verse 15. So he slay me, I will hope in him. Do you have the faith of Job here? Can you entrust your life into the hands of the one who appears to be slaying you? Notice what what Paul tells us in, in Romans 8 and verse 37. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. There's a strange combination in the in this verse. We face tremendous obstacles, sickness, affliction, and persecution, but there is one who loves us. Now, many people can't put those two concepts together, and you hear often, if God really loved me, then why would I have to suffer these things? Sickness and pain are the result of sin in this world. And what does the surgeon do when there's sickness? He takes out his knife and cuts open that wound if he's going to heal it. Soil that is hard needs to be broken up if it's going to produce fruit. The gardener must take the hole and break that soil if it's to be of any use. And like a skillful surgeon and a master gardener, the Lord will cut us open and break us so that we can be healed and productive. The question is, can you trust the surgeon? Will you surrender to the blows of the gardener's hoe? Remember here that Paul tells us that the one who gives us victory is the one who loved us enough to die for us. In fact, the apostle goes on in this passage to develop his thoughts about the one who loved us. And when he says this in in Romans 8, verse 38, the very next verse, for I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. He reminds the Romans that nothing will ever separate us from the love of the Lord Jesus. The surgeon cuts us in love. The blows of the gardener's hoe are out of love. Nothing will change his love for you. And if there's one thing you can count on, it is the love and devotion of God to care for you and to work things out for good for those who love him. You can trust those blows. And when he cuts you, you can trust his purpose. And though he slay you, you can hope in him still. If there is one thing the enemy 
enemy will do in our struggles, it is to cause us to question the love of God and his devotion to us. But our victory, however, is through him who loved us. Our eyes need to be firmly fixed on him as the source of our victory in the midst of our struggle, even when we do not have a clue what he is doing. These trials will test our faith in him. We will be often tempted to trust our wisdom more than what he is doing. We will often find ourselves wanting to take matters into our own hands and and fail to rely on his purpose in these trials. Victory, however, is not in our own wisdom and not in our own strength. We are only more than conquerors through him who loves us. And the victory is through him. And he loves us. And he's willing to lay down his life for us. And in him alone is the strength necessary to overwhelmingly conquer. The Apostle Paul suffered more than any other apostle for the cause of the Lord Jesus. In fact, when he came to Jesus... The Lord told Ananias in Acts chapter 9 and verse 16, listen to what the Lord says to about Paul, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Now, if you're unwilling to suffer, then being a Christian may not be for you. And that's especially true if you want to grow in your relationship with Christ. The Apostle tells us, however, that those who are serious about their walk with Christ, no matter what life throws at us, no matter what path we're asked to tread, are more than conquerors through him who loved them. And the one who loved us enough to die for us will lead us on into victory. And our victory is through him and because of him. And he goes before us and he faces sin and the grave. And he conquered them both on our behalf. And every struggle and pain, every trial and strain, we will be confident of his love and favor. And we will know that he will provide all that we need and that we can be more than conquerors through him. And if we are dependent on our own wisdom and strength, we will surely fail. But there is a power available to us through Jesus Christ that that the enemy cannot resist. This is the power that conquered the world. This is the power that conquered the grave. This is the power that conquered sin. This is the power that gives us overwhelming victory. Let's stand boldly. For we have one who loves us, who fights on our behalf. By faith, let's surrender to his work and to his purpose for this overwhelming victory in our lives. Because as Paul tells us, in all these things, in all the suffering, in all the sickness, in all the confusion, in all the distress, in all the persecution, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us with such a love that he willingly laid his life down on that cruel cross of Calvary for you and me. And he who loves us to such an extent 
will give us grace to be more than conquerors in his name. Thank you.